What's the name of our goddamn podcast? Practical Thoughts. Practical Thoughts. Practical Thoughts. Welcome to the goddamn show. I begin. 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 I began thinking where I started from Guess I'm kind of in the same place, huh? Stuck in a race with the press dots Might need a padlock Keep the demons out when the sun go down Bumping hard bass in my room Checking on the phone with my ex man now Hurting myself with a social app Fuck it, I'm addicted now I begin, I begin, I begin, I begin, I begin. Oh, I begin. did you record? I did Oh, okay I already pressed record So we get started Sounds like all on my done. phone Welcome to episode 19 of Practical Thoughts. I am your host, Joe Grell. My co-host here, Seabass, is uh, on my right-hand side. Y'all can't see it. Y'all don't have... We don't have the camera set up today. But just so y'all can picture it. Welcome to the... Welcome to Practical Thoughts. How you been, man? I've been good. How you been? Been chilling. Surviving? Surviving. That's exactly. That's what's up. <laughs> that was like the most depressing shit like I've ever heard you tell me when I asked you how you were. Did you survive uh, after Sunday? After Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. I did survive after Saturday. Yeah. It was great. Had a good night? That was a good night. I didn't I enjoyed myself. I'm glad. Birthday party. That's that's what we're talking about, people. We had a birthday party. Everybody came over. We had drinks. We had gummy bears. Gummy <laughs> gummy bears. We had gummy bears. Yeah. Not those kind of gummy bears. Uh, <laughs> alcoholic gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, man. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I really did. I'm glad everybody came. But um, what have you been doing since then? Uh, not drinking. That's for damn sure. Oh, my God. I think I'm done with drinking. You had like one drink that night. I had three shots with y'all. <laughs> I had like t- two to three things of gummy bears. I don't remember how many gummy bears I had. They were good gummy bears. They were pretty good. And then I had a cranberry vodka with you. Did you? Yeah. No, you didn't. I had it in the mug, the coffee mug. Oh, yeah. You didn't <laughs> want me to serve you. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking spike my drink with more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest shit in the world. Oh, my God. That was the, the oh, most fucking Oh, we went to a fucking... party, and this guy was like, hey, man, serve me a drink. And I was like, sure. And I fucking got his solo cup, and I filled it halfway with vodka, and then I got the cranberry juice. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> I, I finished, I think, almost all of it, if I remember correctly. But I think at that point, I was already like, I had to drive, so you know, didn't want to die. <laughs> Don't drink and drive, people. Um, unless like you're safe. Oh, shit. That's good, dude. I'm glad I'm glad that you enjoyed the rest of your week by not drinking. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. I would, I would assume, I would think you have a problem then. You're like, oh, I want to drink more now. You came back. I was like, I need more drinks. So... That's a good thing. Yeah, like when Andrew was like, "Yeah, if you're like a hangover, just drink some more and it'll go away." <laughs> <laughs> I had a question uh, a lot of him after that. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I don't even have hangovers. I just wake up the next day. I'm good." I'm like, "You're a procaholic." I've heard that before. Drink more. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I think you're solving the problem with the problem. So do you, do you just like not? Do you not like drinking anymore? Like at no, all? Yeah, no. Why? What happened? I don't like waking up feeling like shit. Well, that's like, you drink too much. I, I, <laughs> and you don't drink enough water. No. <laughs> it's still like in your system, you know, right? Like, if you drink yeah, water. but if you drink enough water, you will have less of a chance of getting a hangover. Yeah, but I still have a hangover. 
sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? Kind of does. That's why I don't well, drink I, as I much. Guess I, I, I guess I understand if you're always getting hangovers. I hate how much better the night is, though, when you are drinking. You hate how much better it is? Yeah. Because like, I was fun. having a good time. But when I started drinking, I was like, let's fucking party. <laughs> and that's not good. That, that's that's really bad. Yeah. I get why people drink a lot, but I don't want to drink a lot. See, see the thing is, I, I enjoy... I enjoy drinking now. I really do. Um, <laughs> How much do you enjoy drinking, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I enjoy it so much, I'm like, maybe I have a problem. But <laughs> You're like 28 and you barely started drinking like a year ago. You're good. This is true. This is fair. Yeah, you're like fucking 40 and you barely started really drinking. Yeah, yeah it's okay. But but I, I, I enjoy it. Like every once in a while at the, at the house here, I'll just... Like, if we watch, one of my favorite things to do, really, is watch a scary movie while you're drunk. Well, that is one of my favorite fucking things to do. Have you ever done it? <laughs> watch a scary movie while you're drunk? I mean, I watched a movie while I'm drunk, and I just critique the fuck out of it the whole time. <laughs> Why the fuck would you open dude, the door? Don't open the door. Dude, I fucking love watching movies when I'm drunk. Why? Because you just realize how stupid they are? I don't know if I realize how stupid they are, but... I don't know. I don't know. I really, I can't explain it. Movies are so much better when you're drunk. And then, and then, you know, got me into that. It wasn't even a movie that I first saw when I was drunk. It was a show. Oh my God. I watched a, um, you ever seen, what the fuck is it called? It's a Halloween show that they always put on in different cities. What, Goosebumps? No. Fuck! It's with the so it's with, with with the transgender people in the show. American Horror Story? No. Oh, it's gonna make me mad. Transgender people? What the hell are you talking about? Trans. It's old. Well, you're old, so. Ah, here it is. Uh, it's called the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've never seen that. No, it's a fucking trip. Is it black and white? It's a no. It came out in the, like the seventies, I think. So it's black Anyways, we went to uh, we're in Flagstaff, and we went to uh, see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They put on like a live performance, like in front of the movie. And so you went out and you were drinking, and you did all this. I got a drink at the show. Oh, okay. I yeah. You like brought like a flask with you. And like, dude, oh, shit. that shit is trippy. Like if you've never seen it before, like oh my god, I didn't know what the fuck I got myself into. <laughs> <laughs> so I was there drunk. I was like, what the fuck? All of Kayla's friends were like, is he okay? <laughs> Joe, you need to smoke weed. I really want to see you like do something crazy like that while you're high. Dude, the, dude, the last time I smoked weed, I, I, I stopped. I really, I didn't like smoking anymore. Honestly, I always get paranoid. I just get paranoid. But you think you get paranoid if you're at, you're at home? Like safe? Mm. Like I, I love to talk to you about something really deep while you're high. And just see. Where I remember when we used to get high in high school, and we'd be sitting there watching fucking music videos. Me and my friends just watching music videos, and then we'd be like there for a few minutes, and then we'd look at the clock and be like, "What the fuck? It's only been a couple minutes." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's my that's my memories. And listening to Kid Cudi, and just like, whoa. Don't you want to listen to Kid Cudi high again? <laughs> We should have listened to the new album, High. Oh, like maybe you like it better. Yeah, because I don't like it that much. Oh, shit. Anyways, enough of... Uh, missing. Maybe that, that's like what half the music missing nowadays. What? Being high. 
That's so, what you miss? I don't smoke anymore either. I haven't smoked in like three months. Really? Yeah. Well, well, you're just getting all clean. Not smoking anymore. You're not uh, not drinking anymore. No, I'm still drinking. You, I, I drink a lot still. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks to us. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly, it's always because of other people. I never choose to drink on my own. It's uh, always because somebody else wants to drink. And like Trini wanted to drink yesterday. She's like taking a shot. And I got out of the shower. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, it's like having a drink. You're taking a shot after you got it. I don't know if I do shots on my own. Well, yeah, it was her. Oh, the day before actually, it was her day off, and I just came out of the shower. She was like watching something on Netflix on the TV. Uh-huh. She's like fucking downing a shot because she didn't know we had seven up. <laughs> I was just like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Nothing." I was like, "Are you sure? She, do you want to drink with me?" Like, Fuck no. <laughs> I think twice last week. That was too much. I always ask Kayla if she wants to drink with me. She never says yes. Yeah, she wasn't drinking. So yeah. she she did. She did, but she, she hit her limit. She was like, "I don't want any more." And Andrew kept on giving her drinks and she was like thank you and she just put it to the side (laughs) he gave her those shots she just poured it in a cup and put it over to the side (laughs) she's smart yeah but yeah man uh i don't know if i take shots on my own i've thought about it and i was like then i really feel like an alcoholic it's easier to take shots on your own it it is but i was like i just want to have a drink i could just be simping and chilling it's too long Uh, that's true i feel like if you take one shot and then have a drink and then after that drink, you take another shot. I feel like it's a good balance to get yourself fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to get fucked up, here's how you do it. Uh, uh, all right. The first time we tried to get oh. drunk on the podcast, we didn't do shit. Uh, what? When we first tried to get drunk on the podcast together, we didn't do shit. We had like, both had like half a cup and a shot. Oh, that was enough for me to fill a buzz. Neighbors. It was enough for me to fill a buzz. Yeah. It takes a little bit more for me now. Since I'm getting a tolerance. You're not getting a tolerance. You drink like once a month. Shut the fuck up. No, I know I drink like once like drink like twice a week at like now. Oh really? Yeah. I drink on the weekend. Let's go have a drink. <laughs> I would if I didn't have to be somewhere after this. What are you doing at two again? I, I saw your text. I had no I idea take care of my grandfather. Oh, I thought you do mornings though. I do, except Thursdays. Uh, Literally the only day. <laughs> could he like is he good for like thirty minutes on his own? Nah, like he an is. hour on his own? He is, but don't want to leave him that long. It's like, um, like a few hours on his own? Because you're just getting fucked up. Because <laughs> we're getting fucked up today. He would understand. At fucking 12. It's like... In the afternoon. It's like 12.30. <laughs> you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, is what my girlfriend told me on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, she's smart. She's smart. She's very... You know, I refuse... Actually, I don't like day drinking. You told me that. Yeah. Because at one point... I want at some point I don't want to be drunk anymore, but when you day drink you have to wait. See when you it's at, if it's at night you don't want to be drunk anymore just fucking go to sleep. Oh, that's how you get a hangover. I I never get hangovers. Not yet. Never. I used to never either until one day I did, and I never. Dude, have you're not fucking old. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. No, nah, I, I started drinking from a lot younger of an age than you. I think it's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. I know. I when did you when did you, when did you start drinking? When I started getting drunk or when I started drinking? Those are two different things. When you started getting drunk? I started getting drunk at like 17. Oh, I drank before you. But were you getting drunk? Yeah. What age? I remember when I was like 14. Me, I would go over to my my friend's grandma's house and we'd fucking... We, we would, so we would get the tequila. We'd drink it. Oh, tequila's water awful, by the way. I hate tequila. you put water in it? No. No, no, not even. <laughs> not even. We wouldn't put water in it. So we drink the tequila and then we get a Corona and fucking fill it up. 
No, we won't tell the difference between yellow tequila. Oh, Wait, I don't but, know. So you were, you've been getting drunk since you were 14. Yeah, but to be fair, it wasn't like every weekend, like when I was 14, but I that's when I started drinking. So there wasn't a point where you just stopped drinking for like a year or two. Yeah, there was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've there been was drinking a, consistently since 17. That's not what you said originally. Uh, that is. That's I've not getting, what you said originally. Drunk you said, when did you start drinking? I said 14. Okay, I've been getting drunk since 17. Yeah, what a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. I don't smoke weed because I'm too paranoid. <laughs> pussy. Oh, man. All right, so anyways. Uh, let's get started. Somebody who should smoke, uh, Kwame Brown. Bro, Kwame. Oh, my goodness. I mean, when you only uh, averaged seven points for your whole career. Hey, dude, he's going to come after you, too. Bro. I think he's, Kwame he's Kwame's coming list. after everybody, he's bro. He's got a list. He's just going down. Dude, right oh, now. my God. All right, so let's backtrack. Okay. All the smoke is exactly what they're called. They, they were they were going for the smoke on this one, I guess. Uh, they had Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, on their podcast. And they were speaking about the Pau Gasol trade back in like 08, right? They traded Mark Gasol. They traded Kwame Brown and some other no-name. Some other no-name? So there was a third oh guy God. too, but nobody knows who it was. I don't care. <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't anybody special. Uh, they traded these three players for Pau Gasol from the Memphis Grizzlies back when Pau was in his prime, right? This was when Mark Gasol was... Pal. No, this is when Marcus Saul was a little younger than Pal at the time, right? Marcus Saul was in yeah, the league. Yeah, because Lakers had Mark and they traded him. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm going. Go so this one, Marcus Saul wasn't anything special yet. He was still pretty young and the Lakers wanted to win now. They had Kobe. You know, he was doing his thing. 82 point, 81 point game of the season before. <clears throat> they traded these three players for Pal Gasol. They traded brother for brother and. All the smoke goes, so you really just traded Pal for Mark. And then Gene's like, oh, no, no, we also traded Corey Brown, too, and the other no-name. And they were just like, it was really just one player. She didn't say no-name, but she said. <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying, I don't know what his fucking name is. And then, you know, Gene kind of just laughs it off. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then Gilbert Arenas goes on all the smoke. We were watching that before the podcast. And... They're talking about his his demeanor, right, and how he how he would act in front of his peers because he's with Michael Jordan. Uh, how Michael Jordan made him feel in front of his peers because Michael Jordan was so he beat you down. His personality just beat you down. I think going from Michael Jordan to Kobe. Oh my god, Kawami he really had one hell of a career. <laughs> <laughs> he has PTSD from the NBA, which is why he doesn't talk about it anymore. Yeah, he averaged six points, six points. Anyway, he took he took issue with everything that was said about him. And to be fair, people have been making him the butt of a joke for 20-some years. He was the first high schooler to be drafted. Well, I don't think he was the he first. He was the high first. School. He was the first NBA player to be drafted at a high school. Is that true? That's what I saw. I hmm. saw someone on fucking first take talking about it or some shit. Was he really the first? Yeah. I don't know if that's verifiable. Look it up. Because he's older than Dwight Howard and Kobe. He's definitely older than LeBron. Um, I 
Oh, yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Fuck you. Anyways. Because I'm always just full of shit. Yeah, uh, you are. Kwame Brown was the first high schooler to be drafted out of high school mm-hmm. as the number one pick. And what was this, like in 96, I think, 95 was when you got, you just looked it up, right? I don't remember. He was somewhere. Yeah. Was 2001. Before, 2001. Oh, one. 2001. Okay. Yeah. So he was beyond bust. He was a bust among busts. <laughs> His best season was 10 points. Single season was 10 points. People have been making fun of him. Yeah. Like you said, for the last like 20 years, he's been the butt of every bust joke. Yep. Every single player is drafted. Oh man. He's another Kwame Brown. If they're trash. Mm-hmm. Jahil Okafor. He was like number two behind cat. He's a bust. He's mm-hmm. another Jahil. He's another uh, Kwame Brown. I think it's about time that he snaps though. <laughs> After you talk shit about him, you're like, yeah, you go. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not for him snapping, but I don't, I'm not surprised by it. You're not for him snapping? No, because he doesn't. What? Because how are you going to be like, I need this basketball podcast to stop talking about my basketball career and start talking about other things that matter, even though they don't talk about other things that matter ever on their podcast. They need to start doing that when my name's brought up because <laughs> I do this and that, this and that, and I gave my mom a home at 18. I'm happy that he did that. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy he did that. But nobody cares he gave your mom a home. When you were 18. Because your career sucked ass as a number one pick. Okay. Let's think about this for a second. Okay. You dedicate your life to something. Some craft. Podcasting. You dedicate your life to podcasting, right? And you actually fucking make a living off of it. A good fucking living off of it. And then for some reason or another, you become the joke of podcasters. They go, Seabass, not even a real podcaster. He sucks. This and that. Blah, blah, blah. And you, but you've dedicated your whole fucking life to this. Like, this has become your life. This is what you care about. This is what you do. And they're like, ah, fucking sucks. Ha ha. Or whatever they want to say. You become the butt of the joke of all podca- all podcasters. Okay. For 20 fucking years. Okay. So let's say when I first got drafted into this podcast... <laughs> <laughs> I was the first one to be drafted. I was supposed to be I'm supposed to be the next Joe Rogan of podcasting. <laughs> right? It's not how podcasting works, but Yeah, but for this analogy that you want to make up. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the fucking Joe Rogan of podcast, right? Who's the next biggest besides Joe Budden, maybe? I don't know who who else, who else is a huge podcaster besides Joe Rogan. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm supposed to be the fucking Michael Jordan, Joe Rogan of podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm really just the practical thoughts of podcasting. <laughs> That's where Why we're at right now. Your own podcast. That's where we're at right now. We're, we're, we're nobody right now, but we're going to be Joe Rogan someday. <laughs> Before this analogy right now, I'm just another podcast. I'm just one of the million, the one of thousands of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. To ever be in the podcast game. Okay. I'm pretty sure... If everyone around the world heard my name as the next Michael Jordan, the next Joe Rogan, and I'm just some random guy now, I'm gonna be the the I'm gonna be the flop. I'm gonna be the butt of every joke. And I kinda deserve to be. If everybody saw me as this amazing player, right? And I didn't fulfill my potential. 
I would see why I'd be made fun of a lot. Grant, eventually, I would say something, right? Yeah, I, 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 that's why I get why he's saying something. But there's not much you can say. Because if you notice it, he always tries to change the narrative from basketball to anything else. Let's talk about basketball. Let's keep it on basketball for a second. Let's keep it on podcasting for a second. What was your career like? What did you do? Where were you projected? How low did you go after that projection? Did you help a team win? Or were you traded three to four times in your, in your career? I think he has more of an issue of how he is, how the his story is, um, how they shape the story or how they convey it. They they go for for the negative, all the negative about it. Is there any positive st- from his career? Yeah, and that's what he's trying to say, right? He's trying to he's trying to explain. Man, I got my mama house. I was able to make it out where I was, I was able to do what, a, you know, able to make a living and do a career in which so many kids and people dream of doing. Yeah. I did it. Mm-hmm. But you are going to come here and shit on me? Because I was able to achieve my dream? Fuck that. I would have an issue too. <laughs> I would have an issue too. Why? And then you're gonna do it. And he's been, and he's stayed quiet for 20 years. He stayed quiet for 20. He didn't say shit to anybody about it for 20 years. I didn't even know what Kwame sounded like until recently. And then now he's like, you know what? Fuck this. Y'all gonna keep on painting me to be this. And then the reporting on it has been crazy too. Kwame. He's been a little, he's been, he's a little out there with shit he says, but he's never, he's never said, he's never said, I'm going to your house. And when I get there, I'm going to fuck you up and yada, yada. He's never said that to be fair. And I've gone through a lot of what his rants, he's never said that, but a lot of the reporting comes back and is like, Kwame chose violence. Kwame's very troubling. He's threatening and all these people, yada, yada. Well, it is pretty crazy when he like. Kwame chose violence. I thought that one was funny. But, uh, he, <laughs> he Kwame woke violence. up and chose violence. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I think Kwame takes it too far because, again, like Matt Barnes, he didn't really say that much. If we're being honest, he kind of just laughed with Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson? Same Stephen Jackson. Whatever. <laughs> well, if I said oh, Stephen Curry. It's fine. No, it's if, not. If no, it's you, not. Stop. Oh, Stop. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, his name's pronounced Stefan if you look at the way it's spelled. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so Jackson was making the jokes about Kwame Brown, mostly. And then he's coming at Matt Barnes for what happened with his wife and Derek Fisher. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? Like, he was just talking about basketball. <laughs> and he takes it from basketball. So <laughs> your wife got fucking Dogged out by Derek Fish, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, killer, take it easy there. You chose violence. You chose violence. You chose violence. I really think the only I, Those I, fighting I words, think the yeah. only one that uh yeah, that did get it a little harder than they should have was no no homo. A little harder than they should have was Matt Barnes. Oh, now it became really homo. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I wasn't thinking homo before you said no homo. <laughs> not super homo. Um, yeah, bro. Matt, Matt, Barnes. Matt, Matt Barnes is really the only one. But even at that, like, he still hasn't even, he hasn't, hasn't yeah, he's said shit about his ex-wife. Like, but I don't know. 
Well, that's, not, that's not the worst of what he's fucking said. Like Matt, like with that being said, Matt Barnes has got the least like fucking shit said to, about him. Bro, if someone brings up your fucking ex-wife cheating on you with another basketball player, it's pretty. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and when you did, when you did nothing, when you were just there, when you were just a fucking teammate in yeah. this. But Matt, Matt Barnes has been a, a stand-up guy. He so he he did, handled it the best he, way. He handled it the best way. Said I reached out, but oh yeah, you didn't do it. He chose violence. <sighs> And then he did another one recently. I think it was yesterday or the day before. He told him, come on to all the smoke and talk to me. Talk to us. It seems like you got a lot of stuff on your chest. It was pretty funny, though. He was like, he was like, you've gotten a lot of attention since you had my dick. I mean, my uh, name in your mouth. <laughs> he was like, but come on all the smoke. Bro. If you and me, if you want to box me beforehand or during or after. I love that about Matt Barnes, bro. Matt Barnes will fucking fight anybody. <laughs> Corey Brown is probably like seven foot, 300 pounds at this point, right? <laughs> Big motherfucker. Matt Barnes is still only like 6'8", like maybe 220 at best, 200. Yeah. But I mean, okay. So you said that he's overreacting, basically. Hell yeah, bro. He's talking about basketball. He's talking about fucking people's families. Charlemagne. Charlemagne did bring up his personal life, which I think was a little too far. He didn't have to do any of that. He didn't have to do any of that. But I guess because he knew them personally, he felt like he could. Nah, he still could. (laughs) I get why he was talking about Charlemagne's rape allegations, because that was pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Because Charlemagne brought up that his father killed somebody, that his brother shot his baby mama, that he went to school with a sister and half the family snapped, and now it's Kawame's turn to snap, so leave the brother alone is what he said. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Why? You didn't have to say any of that. Yeah, to bring up any of his family. Just hey, look at his family has a history of violence, and maybe it's time for Kwame to bring some violence out. Y'all should leave him alone before he does. <laughs> I don't even think he could, should have said that. But he you should, mean, he should have said anything. Obviously, but he did say something. <clears throat> I get um, why Charlamagne he, got the heat, but I don't get why he went at anybody else that was just talking about basketball. Um, again, it's your it's your livelihood. It's, it's what you've dedicated your life to. That's I, why I feel, I honestly do. I feel bad for, uh, <sighs> it's a weird thing to feel bad about. So I, you, coming from somebody who's, I don't have a lot of money. Right. And I think a lot of people who don't have a lot of money and find it hard to feel bad for people who have a lot of money. But you're, so you're saying though, right? Kari Brown dedicated his whole life to this. He did dedicate the first one through 18 years of his life. But did he dedicate his life to the NBA when he was in the NBA? It's your job, but you can tell who dedicates all their free time to their craft. If you make it in the NBA, you're dedicating a whole different level of time to a to that sport. You are, but let me give you some flack on that, right? You don't make the playoffs. You have about three to four months of free time. You, you really think NBA players are just out doing nothing during the during some of the, them i don't think are doing shit like kwame brown how do you get worse kwame brown was in the league for a long time a lot of people are in the league for a long time but they only mm. average four to eight points yeah but you have to practice my, of course my point is if you're in the league that long that means that you've made you maintain some kind of value so to maintain you, that value you have to have some kind of dedication to the to the craft of but you're missing what i'm trying to say right now you, everybody who's in the NBA has a dedication to the craft, every single player. But when you're supposed to be averaging 20 and 15 a game projection, you're the number one pick out of high school. 
you're going to be looked at as, oh, you're the next Anthony Davis. You're the next Michael Jordan, like I said before. He was supposed to be the best player in the NBA. You go from that to your, your, first, your first year as a rookie, you're averaging 8 to 10 points. After that, you're down to 6, 4, 5, 10 was his peak. Are yeah. you, how much how much time are you really in the gym on your own? How many how many hook shots are you practicing on your own? Are you just practicing when you're with the team? He clearly didn't dedicate enough time to the NBA. I think also what he tries to get at too, if you if you've listened to some of his rants, is the circumstances he was under when he got to the NBA as a 17 year old, right? Gilbert Arenas talked about it a little bit. Going in, you're the immediately you're with Michael Jordan. Yeah, and Michael Jordan just fucking beats you down, right? I forgot the other one he brought up. Something about game, he was going to be traded for Elton Brand or something. I don't remember exactly what his story was. But he goes, people don't understand the circumstances I was under. That, you know, that kind of, what's the word? Kind of capped me. I, I You know? But that's even a lesser player, though. <clears throat> huh? A lesser player is going to feel capped. A better player is going to feel like, okay, this is going to push me more. I don't. Again, I, I see what you're trying to say about. Yeah, him, but right? you're but you're dis. So when you do that though, when you say, "Oh, there could have," you're disregarding the human aspect, right? I think that's what we. I think those people tend to do. They disregard the human aspect. There's, like that's a human being you're talking about, right? And human beings respond differently to situations. Doesn't matter what situation it is. I'm going to respond differently than you. You're going to respond differently than me. And you're going to respond differently than whoever else, your girlfriend or uh, my girlfriend, right? Everybody's just different. So we have to take into, take that into account. Everybody's human. And that's what he wants people to take into account. The okay. human aspects. So let's talk about the first year he was there. He, he had Michael Jordan giving him all this shit. All right, that's fine. What about the rest of his career? He didn't get better. And if he did, it wasn't enough to really make a difference. You, you think that's... But you think that's... He he did play with Kobe after a little while. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe he had a, a Michael Jordan 2.0 on his ass again. But at that point, you're already older, right? At that point, you're already at an age where you understand the NBA a lot better than a rookie would have. You don't... You see that this person's practicing 20 hours a day. You're not going to even practice two hours a day with them. How do you know that though? How do you know that he did his stats? How no, 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 no. Just because, just because you're in the NBA, you are there. These are the best of the best, right? You think that if everybody were to practice exactly the same amount of time, that everybody's going to be exactly the same amount? Like they're all going to be just as good as one another? I think they're going to be better than they were the year before. Hold on. I'm not, you're, I'm not comparing him to each you're, player. You're missing, you're missing my point. You're missing my point because I'm not no. comparing him to every player. I'm comparing him to himself. I understand that. What I'm saying is you're, you're trying to say that you know that he did not get better because his stats. That's what you're trying to say. Because his stats. Because of what his performance was? Or, you know, you're, you're trying to say that he wasn't practicing. No, I didn't say that. What did you say? He wasn't practicing enough. He wasn't practicing enough. Because you said he dedicated his life to the craft. It didn't look like that to me. And I never You're heard, in the NBA. I never heard any you, stories about Once you're this in either. the NBA, your life is dedicated to basketball. And if you maintain that long that long of a career, 
you have to have a certain level of dedication to maintain that career. No, you don't. Yes, ask, you do. Ask Dennis Rodman. Ask James Harden. Ask they're, out, they're out partying all the time, right? They, I'm sure they dedicate a little bit to the craft on their free time, but they don't, bro. Dennis Rodman was out in Vegas during one of the finals, one of the playoffs. Uh huh. Like, not everybody dedicates their whole entire, all their free time to the craft. No, you know, you're, you're, no, not everybody's Kobe. Not no, everybody. No, I'm not no, even no, to Kobe. Hold on, because you keep on saying, "Oh, not everybody dedicates their whole life." You're right. There are different levels. What I'm saying, there is a threshold. There is a threshold. Once you're in the NBA, you need to do this amount of work. So this threshold that you keep on referring back to mm-hmm. didn't get any better. He stayed at this threshold. Okay. He didn't. Whether he stayed, whether he moved up or down, he still stayed at a threshold, right? Right. But that threshold is still a ton. Um, that is a buttload of fucking dedication and that. People don't even dedicate to anything in their lives. You're getting paid like what, twenty million dollars a year to play this? You can get paid a lot more. He even said it himself, right? He lost a lot of money because Gilbert Arenas was there, taking more shots than he was, putting up more numbers than he was. He lost a lot of money because of that. You think he would have lost that money if he would have practiced a little bit more? If he dedicated, I don't know if he did or not. See, you keep on assuming. I've never you heard, assume. I never heard a single story about Connor Brown being anything special in practices. I heard a lot of stories about Gilbert Arenas. <clears throat> I remember reading about Gilbert Arenas a lot you're, during that You time. don't know this man's personal life, so you're assuming. And you're assuming he did. We're both assuming, Joe. We're exactly, both assuming right exactly, now. Exactly, but I am, I am taking the, I don't know how much, I'm not going to question. I just know that this man made it to the NBA, and that's more than what I fucking done. It's not what about any, us, though. What, it's about the it's, NBA. It's, what, it's more than what more the majority of people in this world have done. And we're talking about the majority of the people. We're talking about the NBA, Joe. Yes. Stop, stop comparing so, him to the average person on the side of the street. He's not an average person on the side of the street. But that's the be. thing. He's that's seven the thing. feet tall. That's the thing, right? That's what I'm trying to say. No, Joe. Because it's all getting conflated together when it shouldn't be. Right when you were talking, no about one's conf- you are you're complaining no, together no. to compare him because he hit this threshold that nobody else hits unless they're in the NBA. Yeah, but I don't care about to, anybody else. How, I don't care about underneath the threshold. But listen, how you've talked about, about yeah, it. Yeah, I've talked the, about his shitty stats and how horrible he played when he's exactly, in the NBA. Exactly, exactly. How horrible to, he played. Exactly. Listen to that. I, right? I I'm, there's, there's you just, listen to that. Listen to that when you say shitty, when you say things like that, right? He played horrible. It's very obvious. Right. He he put one point up when Kobe put up eighty one. <laughs> they combined for eighty two points together, Joe, and he had one of them. Yeah, but my point, my you point were is, the number one pick. My point is the first kid out of high school. You're putting up. One point against the Raptors. You have so much hate against Kwame. I don't. You just have so much fucking love for Kwame. For yeah, all it's, not, it's, not, it's not love for Kwame. It's just love. It's just I, just, not I understand understanding. why he's the butt of every joke. Because you were put so high up and you didn't show anything for it. You showed nothing. You got paid a lot because people wanted you to get to where you were supposed to be. That's why he wasn't in the NBA for so long. You're going to put any... Again, Derek Rose, for example. One of the best examples... He did become MVP after all his injuries, all the injuries. Nobody thought he was going to be shit, but team still gave him that chance because they saw where he could be and he proved it. Derrick Rose is the best example of having injuries or situations happen with you and overcoming them, having all these adversities in life and overcoming them. 
he put in the time and effort, and he's showing every season that he's still, he, he can be a fucking great player. Amazing player. Adjust to the game. Do other things. Corey Brandon adjusts his shit. And that's why he's the butt of every single joke. Kwame what? Didn't adjust to anything in the NBA. He still played that, that post, that rebounding. He never shot a three his whole career. He didn't do shit. He practiced. Because you're supposed to practice when you're in the NBA. You have to stay in shape if you want to be in the NBA. Of course. And even at that, he was still overweight his entire career. He never put up numbers beyond 10 points. As a starter, as a starter, minimum, you have to be playing at a decent pace, right? Coyne Brown got traded how many times? Four or five times, right? For players better than him. He's going to be the butt of every joke because of how bad he played with every team he played for as the number one pick in the draft. I'm kind of curious who was in that draft also. Because we can just start comparing them then if you want to do that. Because you want to compare him to everybody worse instead of everybody better. How many people were in front of him that probably played way better than him? Probably 29 out of 30 people in that draft, that first round draft, were better than him. And he was the number one pick. How are you not going to be the butt of every joke? How are you not so, going to be looked okay. at as a bust, a pure bust? So now should you should that now be defined? Should that define you as a person? As a basketball player. No, no, no. That's my fucking point. That's my point. You try to make it more than basketball. Exactly, because it is. No, it but, is. But if you're He's a, a human being. If you're you a keep basketball on, podcast, you keep on why trying is it more to, than that? You keep on trying to split it apart. Basketball and the human being, right? What made but him you that understand, human being? Basketball But, but you did. have to understand that at least in NBA players, right? These That basketball is their life, really. So, yeah, it gets it gets twisted up. And Kwame Brown, all he hears about himself is that he was a shitty basketball player. Because that was his whole life. But should he now be defined as that, as a human being? What's he doing after that? Should, hold on. What's answer the doing? question. Just What's answer the question. Should he be defined as a shitty basketball player for the rest of his life? Now? If that's all he's done with this life, then yeah. Really? He made it to the NBA. If that's all he's done with this life, then yeah. I just said it. You can say the same thing over, but I answered your question before. Don't bring up something before. I answered your question. Yes. <laughs> I disagree. If all you've well, done. Okay. Well, I would disagree. Why? Because he made it to the NBA and he was able to last, had a, have a good career. He didn't have a good career. He had a good career. He didn't have a good career. He had a good six career. Six points is a good career. <laughs> Joe, six and points. How, what was your NBA career like? If I was in the NBA and I would, if I practiced my ass off, it'd be so much better than that. <laughs> If I did, if I was in the NBA, Joe, if I was seven feet tall, if I was seven feet tall, 280, I would be averaging more than that. I would have put more time into it. If I, I was put, in the NBA. If I was seven oh feet tall, God. Joe, if I was seven feet tall, yes, 100%. But again, if you want to compare Kwame to me, it's going to look really bad. If you want to compare Kwame to every basketball player who's ever played, to every first-round pick, you know, compare Kwame what to what he was. Compare Kwame to every high school player who's ever been drafted to the NBA. He's going to be the worst, and it's not even close. Not even close. <laughs> That's not what I asked you, though. Yeah, you're asking me questions that make no sense. You're asking me all these no, what if I asked you. No, I asked you very specific questions. Yeah, it doesn't have to be specific to be dumb. Is he gonna average more points than your dog? No, oh, fuck, of course he is. That makes no my, sense to ask. My point about asking you the question was should he now be defined as a shitty basketball player? Compared right? to every other basketball player, yes. 
right? As a as a human being, should he should he be defined as a shitty basketball player, right? You're trying and to make this about something that it wasn't even about before. It is. He that's was, it is. That's what it is about, though. That's so what I'm if you and me are talking about basketball, can I talk about what he did when he was five years old when he saved that dog from that tree? Or what about when he saved his grandma when he was eight years old? What about that championship he won for his soccer team when he was ten? None of that shit matters because it's not about his career in the NBA. If we're talking about a person's career in the NBA and we compare him yeah, to other people's a careers certain, the in the thing, NBA. The thing is, there's a certain way to talk about it. That's the thing. <laughs> what's wrong with talking about it as if it's a joke? Because what's a joke? His career was a fucking... <laughs> you're the reason Kwame has fucking... You're the reason Kwame is the way he is. People like you. That's why Kwame's doing what he's doing. No, he's doing what he's doing because we were talking about his personal life like fucking Charlemagne. <laughs> Matt Barnes didn't deserve any of that. We already went over that. <laughs> no, the way people talk about him, like you, talking about, talk about him like he's like a shitty... They define him as a shitty basketball player now. Or they define that's that's who he is as a person. No, no, no. just a shitty basketball that's not who player. Is as a person. That's, that's what I asked his you. NBA career was when he was in the NBA. He was a shitty ass player. I don't know what he does with his life now. I don't keep up with Kwame. I don't follow him on Instagram. <laughs> but when he was in the NBA, he was a bad basketball player. Six points is not good. I don't care who you ask. That is not a first round, first pick of the NBA draft. Number. That's just not for a whole career. No. Look at every first pick since him. A 99% guarantee that they're all better than he was. We're not going to stay too much longer on this. I just want to remind you, though. I asked you. I asked you, though, if he should be defined as a shitty basketball player for his life. For his NBA career, yes. That's not what you said earlier. That's not, what you, that's not what you said. I asked you the same question, and you did not give me that same answer. Until he does something else with his life, sure, yes. You keep on, <laughs> um, you keep I, on doing these specific little points outside of the point, though. You no, keep on trying to do these little I'm not, I'm not. I'm very clear on what I'm trying to say. I you know you're very on. clear about it, but you're very clearly changing the subject every time I'm you get a chance to. Was he a bust for a first pick in the NBA draft? Was he a bust? Eh, he probably didn't live up to the expectations. Was he a bust? He probably didn't live up to the expectations. Was he a bust or not, Joe? That's all oh, I'm asking you the very... Straightforward. Was he a bust or not, Joe? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He, you know what he didn't is? live up. He didn't, he didn't live up to the expectations. That sounds like what a bust is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is he a bust? He didn't live up to the expectations. You will not give me a straight answer, but you expect straight answers all the time, and it pisses me off. <laughs> you ask me for straight questions, straight answers to your questions all the time. I ask you one question, and you can't answer it. Was, Was he a bust, I Joe? Wouldn't use, I wouldn't use the word. No, but... That's the same definition of what you're trying to say. You're trying to make it sound prettier. Simple. Well, that's but, all you have to do. I think that's all that. I think that's but all I'm you asking have to you do. Some question: Was he a bust or not? Yeah, he didn't live up his expectations. No, no, just just right there. Yes or no? Yes or no? Just yes or no? I don't know his full potential, so I don't no, no, know. No, no, you do because you saw his career. We all saw what his full potential was from his whole career. Yes or no? Question: Was he a bust? Yes or no? Just answer it, and we can be done. I don't know. Why do you mean you don't know? Because I don't know what his full potential truly was. His full potential was the first pick of NBA draft. What's a full potential for a first pick in anybody NBA draft? Anybody can pick anybody for a first pick. Yeah, and if you're the first pick in the NBA draft, aren't you supposed to be at least a star? Minimum a star. Minimum. Not aren't an you supposed to? Not, not necessarily. Not a superstar. Not the best of all time. At least a star. First pick yeah. in the NBA draft. Yeah, he didn't live up to expectations. Yes, not, you not can say. I'm not saying that you can't player. say that there are other players 
that were better than him, that he didn't look that there were players who lived up to expectations that were set upon him. What I'm saying is after 20 years of him hearing all the shit talk about him, even though it should be celebrated that a black man made it to the NBA and was able to make something with his life. Instead, he gets shit on that. He didn't play well enough and that he should have played better. He should have practiced more. He should have done more instead of, just celebrating that a black man made it to the NBA. That's my point. Speaking of first round player or first first picks, Zion Williamson. Um, I don't know the story too well. All I know is the NCAA found that he was getting money from who was it? Was it Adidas? Yeah. He was getting money that was and he was getting money in a way that was against their rules. And I don't know what they're planning on doing. But I message you this, and I'm going to say it here. Boo-hoo, fuck the NCAA. Boo-hoo, fuck the NCAA. They want to make billions of fucking dollars off these basketball players. Billions. And they don't want to give them a cent. Not one single cent. And they, they want to try to defend themselves by saying, oh, we're giving them a, an education. We're giving them an education. No, motherfucker, these guys don't have time to actually get that education. Because being a basketball player in the NCAA means you got to be practicing, go to practice, play the games, show up for press conferences, take on a full-time job, plus overtime. Oh, my God. The entire and, draft is better than Kwame Brown. Oh my God, you're still on but, that. But uh, I agree with you so far. Were you done with your point? No, I forgot what I was saying. But go ahead. You're talking about you all can the, take you can take it. You're talking about all the overtime and whatnot that college players put in, just like the, Zion Williamson. The amount of time people players put in, and then they expect them. Oh, they're getting an education that other people don't get. Is that not a fair point? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know how much time these players spend? You can say it's all for good fortune since they're going to be making it in the NBA after one year. And what about the ones who don't? What do you mean? You just struggle. What do you? What about the ones who don't make it to them? You assume that they're all making it to the NBA. If you're saying that. They got an education, didn't they? No, I'm just kidding right now. I'm just playing, <laughs> I'm playing full devil's advocate right now because you pissed me off on the last point. <laughs> I agree that every college player should get paid some kind of money. I don't know. I don't know what the mo- amount of money should be because I, I, I was half-assing this one. They are getting a free education. Let's not pretend like an education is cheap. No, it's not. Not even close. But like community college isn't even cheap. Going to... Uh, not even UT UT Austin is pretty fucking expensive let alone fucking Duke an education from Duke is probably like $100,000 a semester probably minimum right so you're in there for two semesters right a full year that's like $200,000 right there oh that's free for you you probably get a lot of Nike stuff and whatnot it's free but all your time is spent just to this because if you're Zion Williams you're going to have a really high peak of potential. You're going to be the first pick in the NBA draft. You're going to be looked at to be doing crazy fucking things in the NBA. 
you don't really have time to be doing anything else, right? So I get that. I think Zion Williams should have gotten paid a pretty good amount of money for being in college just for that one year. Because it was him. R.J. Barrett was in that draft. Man, I went so blank on a few of the other names. But a lot of great people. A lot of great names were in that draft. You're right, though. Only 60 people get drafted. Granted, there is G League, and there are undrafted free agents who can sign contracts for a lot smaller amounts of money. But you can still get picked to be in the NBA or G League or the Summer League or Euro League if you don't make it in, the, in college. But how much do you really think you should get paid for playing college basketball for one year? If you're a no-name especially, if you're just a, a bench rider. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know how to quantify it. But to say, but it, it's pretty fucked up when you figure out how much money the NCAA makes. Billions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off, off these players. And then they tell them, oh, you can't use your name for likeness. You, you, can't, you can't use your name to get money. Isn't that somewhere in the contract that you sign when you sign up for the college? The yeah, home? but that's, that's the NCAA setting yeah. these rules on the players. You can't you can't get any endorsements. You can't get any money from outside companies or organizations. Um, you have to play for free. Mm-hmm. But you still, we're gonna film you. We're gonna sell your jersey. We are going to. Uh, at one point, they even made a video game and had players on them mm-hmm. that the players didn't get paid for. Um, I, I want to try to play devil's advocate one more time. Can we can we argue that because they're filming them and they're putting them on TV for a lot of people to watch, that they're helping them get scouted for the NBA a little better? That they're helping them get scouted. For the NBA. For when they get drafted, if they get drafted, right? Sure. If they weren't getting fucking billions of dollars off of it too. Because there's some players, there's some players that... <clears throat> may not make it to the NBA, right? And those players are still very important to the teams. You know, I'm really curious about this, right? Let's say you you go for the NBA draft. You can only do it once, right? Let's say you don't make it. Can you go back to college and just get your your education? I think you can, right? Cuz you've got a full ride scholarship. Um, as long as you're playing basketball probably. But you know, you you you're done with basketball if you don't make the NBA. You don't go back to college and play college basketball. I think when you get the scholarship, you, if you want to continue to use that scholarship, you must fill, fulfill the terms within it. And I think that if it's a basketball scholarship, scholarship, then you would have to play basketball in order to get your scholar, get your money. Can you still, how would I ask this question? I'm really curious about that because you can't play basketball after, if you don't get drafted. Because then if you're playing college again, you're getting stats to be recruited into the NBA yet again. You you can't go for the, the draft twice. You mm. can't. can't. I wonder if... I wonder how that works. So, okay. For, for argument's sake, I'm not going to do all the research right now. If you can go back to school and get a free education, and you're one of these players who just rode the bench and didn't get drafted, is that is that okay for you? Is that make it a little better? If Repeat you get, your question. If you can get an education still, but you didn't make it in the NBA. If you, if you can get an education and you didn't make it in the NBA. For free. 
for free. The scholarship. With the scholarship. Um, because we can argue that like the Zions and the RJ Barrett's of that draft class were going to make billions of dollars when they were out. So they kind of got the better end of the stick, right? Because they're not the players you have to worry about after. Yeah. But if my thing, again, if it wasn't, if I didn't know, if the NCAA wasn't making so much money and then just so, it's about, it's just about fairness for me. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what it is. You're going to tell me that, yeah, you can, you can play at my school. Um, you're going to be a part of me making billions of dollars. What's, what's a couple hundred thousand to fucking 30 billion, I think is what they net every is fucking year. 30 billion? I thought it was like five uh, for March billion. For like March Madness? Oh, March Madness probably does they, look pretty crazy. They net a fucking buttload, mm-hmm. right? So to that, I go, well, if they're a part of that, I think the players, because if you take the players out, you don't have anything, right? If you take the players out, you don't have a product to sell. You're going to be selling them really for free. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's, my, that's my point with it all. How you quantify it, I think, would come down to jersey sales, would come down to um, how much time they are required to put in for practice, um, how much. Okay, so it's not like $30 billion. In 2019-2020, they made about $1.18 billion. $1.18 billion? Yep. Okay, maybe I was a little off. Yeah, like, <laughs> $30 billion sounds like a really fucking big number. Okay, they make one point eight. Either way. That's March Madness numbers. So before that, they probably make a few hundred million before that. Okay. And but, every single college, it's a lot. But It's a lot of players. Uh, you can also allow players get endorsements and not be such a have a stick up your butt about that i mean the endorsements thing they get but who's really going to be endorsed in college besides the top 10 prospects maybe Mm -hmm. so 10 people get endorsements there's still like 400 to 600 players who aren't going to get shit why why my thing is why not let them get endorsed yeah it's not that big of it doesn't change much to me for the entire for what the the problem is if that one thing changes, but I don't know why they don't change that. The only the only argument I ever hear is because oh they're students they they they're uh, this is a student um they're a student athlete they shouldn't be getting paid to play. But maybe every college does do what they found out about Zion. Maybe they all do send money to his family. A lot has happened. This isn't the first time this has happened. Well, that, that they've come and figure out afterwards. What's that movie with uh, Ray Allen? Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen, the they, the movie with him, yeah, one with Denzel, yeah, they they do that in that movie, yeah, they they all have a little like oh we we'll, we can help you out you know well they did it so you do you know who Reggie Bush is yeah so Reggie Bush I think they came to figure out he he got money at some point well before he made the NFL yeah and he he was getting it during his um the championship year yeah. So they decided to strip his name. They he had won Heisman. He won the Heisman award. They took his name off. And they said he never won it. Damn. Right. It's shit like that. Still people's champ. Because <laughs> he violated their rules. Yeah. 
So he wasn't the Heisman according to the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. So I, I you. I wonder put, how much money you gotta like get for that then? Because I mean, I again, I'm sure everyone does that. But how much money did Reggie get then? Did they ever say that or you didn't? I didn't. I don't know. He probably said how much you got, but oh, I had like at least a mil. But I some a lot of some of these players though. I mean, they're dedicating. They leave the household, right, and their families are back home. And instead of them working and helping their family, they're going and gain the, going to school for the next four years. And even the ones who are going to make it to the NBA, their family has to suffer for four years. There's another mouth. There's another person who could be working and helping that household, but you take them away, and you're not going to give them. They can't go get a full-time job. It's usually about a year. You said four years. It's usually about a year when you're in college to, until you go with it. If you're supposed okay, to play even, game, even, even even one year. You're taking somebody away for one year and not letting them work. You Really, you they can't get a full-time job. But if you think these people were playing, or you think these people were working full-time if they were like the next prospect to be the next biggest thing? Just because, right? No, they're not going to be. No, but that's my point. They're 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 not going to. Even if they wanted to, though, is my thing. Even if they wanted to work full time, they can't because they have to spend so much time mm-hmm. to this. That's what I'm trying to say. And so you're making them dedicate their time, or they feel like they have to dedicate their time to this if they want to make the NBA. And you're going to make billions of dollars off of them, and you're not going to give them a cent for it. And you're not going to let them try to make any. There's no way for them really to make money. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. So, all right, let me reiterate the whole situation. This is going to be our one-minute clipper here, ready? Because we always, like, go over a minute for the minutes. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at this, and I've been thinking about this the whole entire time we're doing the podcast. It didn't work with the Kwame part. So <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, we might just... We don't have to put a clip out for Kwame. Uh, <laughs> nobody does, except unless he's a boss. Uh, so the problem is that all of these players, right, the the 500 to 600 players who are all college players are not getting paid a single penny to put on a show for the NCAA, for all the television, for the video game that was out. There wasn't too many games, but there was a game or two that was out. I know uh, the football does a lot better with the game. The football made a lot of money off the, off the video game. And none of these players are getting a single penny for it. And this has been happening forever. And there's no real solution to it besides just not going to college and maybe he's going straight to the G League. Or kind of like what LaMelo did, right? He tried to do his own little league for people who were young to put them on the map. I really think he did that for himself. And LeVar? Yeah. And there's no real solution to this. What do you what do you think we should do? Well, unless the NCAA is gonna change their rules, which they aren't, then yeah. Yeah, unless unless there is a uh, who was it? There was a basketball. There was a college player who they decided to go play overseas. There's somebody they decided they didn't go to the NCAA. They went to go play in some other league. A lot of people do that though. No, no, no. But it was like a top prospect. Luca? Like, huh? Luca? No, 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 no. Like it was recent, like a year or two ago, that he was like one, of the, like the top bat, like high school player. And instead of going to one of the big NCAA colleges, he decided to go play overseas or something. So I think once that gate gets opened up and the colleges start losing on talent and their product goes down, I think then they'll come around and start changing up their rules because they 
are realizing that their product is suffering. I don't even think their product will suffer like that for a long Oh like yeah, it'll be a while until that happens, but we'll see. Um, the last biggest name was Marcelia. Oh, RJ Hampton did that. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. RJ Hampton played overseas before he did the NBA. RJ Hampton is uh, a point guard who just played for the, who now plays for the Magic, but before he played for the Nuggets with Bobo. He was a pretty good player. You know what I think, too? I think people seeing how well LaMelo's playing is going to push them to go play overseas as well. It's almost, it's such a, it's such a handicap to go play overseas because overseas players are nowhere near as good as American as like America is in terms of basketball. So like everyone over there is a lot worse. Like Jimmer for debt, if you remember who that is. Mm-mm. Oh man, he played in the NBA for like five to eight years. He went overseas. He was the Steph Curry of overseas. There was a game he shot. He uh, scored seventy points, just shooting threes all game. He's like one of the best overseas players to ever play over there. Mm-hmm. He was a no-name over here. He was just a shooter, a white guy. Shut the ball out over here. Mm-hmm. Crazy how much better we are to like them. Overseas. Yeah, we have better talent in the NBA. Like our, our oh, professional leagues. America. Are, our, our professional league is better than the professional leagues in the other countries. That's why we always fucking win the Olympics. Yeah, but like these um, little kids, little 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, man. But my point is I think it. I think people are seeing with LaMelo that there's some benefit if you go to the right country and you play in the right league that just having the... Being with other grown men who dedicate their lives to that sport and just figuring out that way so you can... You know, so it's... It could be helpful when you get to the NBA. Well, again, take it a step back. Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been playing overseas since he was like 14 years old. He was playing against NBA players when he was 15 overseas. God, their age is so low over there. He's literally been ready for this since he was a kid. And he was what, like number two. Because I remember he was traded on draft day from the Hawks to Dallas for Trey Young and assets. And then he became the second overall pick in that draft behind Zion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Oh no no! So, before Zion, sorry, the the year before Zion. My bad, my bad. So do you so do you agree with my point? What that people are gonna be going overseas? That pe- more people will go overseas, like if it's if they can work it out, then they'll they'll do it. I don't think so, just because you have to be such a big name beforehand to even have the chance to go overseas. Because like overseas, um, that's what your- that's what I'm talking about though. The big name basketball players. I think the big name basketball players don't need to go overseas beforehand. Because really, the only reason why Lamelo went overseas was to get a higher prospect for his draft. Because everyone over there is so bad, right? Lamelo was very iffy. He was, is he as good as Lonzo? We don't really know. Lonzo did really good in college, right? And then Leangelo wasn't even a question. Lamelo, even though he did play overseas, he averaged like 18 points, right? He shot like 20 times a game. It's not even like he played that great. It would have looked better if he did it in America, putting up those numbers. And he probably would have been drafted number one over. Um, I definitely. I still think he should have been drafted number one over what's his face, uh, Edwards. But you don't think that it benefited his development? No, I think it did. Not him personally. I think it, it, it helps people's development. Yes, the Manus, Tony Parkers, the Lucas. Well, they though you're talking about people who grew up in those countries but and just played playing, in the professional leagues, playing over there but, and coming over here. But uh, what I'm saying is, yeah, you're playing. You're playing here. And then you go to a different country and you play in their league for a year or two. 
nah. before you go to the NBA. Because I play there for a season also. I think you'd have to play there for a while, I think, to really catch that. Because, again, overseas plays different than America. So getting the combination of both is really good, but you're not going to get that in one season. We'll see. And also, I mean, I don't really know how much you're getting paid to play overseas over there. But I don't really think it's that much to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, it'd be really good if I just didn't. What time is it? 135. I got it. We got to wrap it up. Oh, shit. Um, all right. So I don't know. I think the G League is going to be a bigger part. That's that what I was going to try to get out with all this. I think the G League is going to be the next big place that people play at because already people who are in the G League, no one really has heard about. Mm-hmm. Nobody really thinks about that much. Uh, Juan Toscano, guy who just got signed for the Warriors. He was a big name, but that's one of the few. THT for Lakers. I definitely see people going to the G League before the NBA just so they can get paid a few hundred thousand dollars before. Mm-hmm. And they don't need the education. They don't even go to the college for the education, right? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be the future. G League. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, One last uh, topic before we go. The big topic at home. Oh, man. Did you like it? Did you like the new J. Cole album? J. Cole album. I've gotten to sit with it for a while now. I kind of wanted to do this, too. I didn't want to do it as soon as it came out. I know I said that last week. I'm glad we sat with it for a while. Yeah. Me too. I don't... I, if I if you ever ask me for a review of an album, like, the day it comes or, like, the day after, it's going to be different than, like, a week or two afterwards. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good was this album to you? Do not disappoint me right now, Joe. J. Cole's album. The off season. The off season. Let's see. 12 songs. 40-something. From 1 to minutes. 10, I'd give it, like, a... seven and a half, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm kind of around that, too. Okay. You yeah. sounded like you hated it when I mentioned it to you on Saturday. Again, that was the day after. <laughs> Did it come out on it's, Friday? Yeah. No, it came out on... No, it came on Friday. The 14th? Yep. No, it's Friday. It's about six days, Thursday. Yeah. Huh. Uh, you asked me the day after. And it's... Thursday now. No, it came out Wednesday. Six days ago? The album? The album came on Friday. Oh, I can't do math. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so I rated, I gave it about seven and a half, eight. I think I was just a little disappointed that it wasn't more, uh, it wasn't the, the, I was a little disappointed that I wasn't right about my prediction of the theme. I knew it wasn't. I was I was a hundred percent right by the way. Um oh man I know J. Cole. That's my that's my father. That's your father. <laughs> that's my long lost father. Dad? <laughs> um it was he's doing very, very good rapping in the yes. album. That can't be denied. So with that being said, you know there's only really two songs that I skip over. I don't like the one with Lil Baby. It's all right. I don't really care for that one. Is that the Pride one? Which yeah, one is Pride? Pride is the Devil. Yeah, that's the that's the one I skip over too. Yeah, I don't like that one. Um, and then what was the other one? Hundred mil. You don't like hundred mil? It's okay. It's it's kind of grown on to me. Oh man, hundred mil. I didn't really I didn't really care for it that much. It's iffy. And then, uh, I think that's all. The, I think those are the only two. Like I, I have to skip over. Um, the rest of them, though, they're really good. I don't. There's not very many songs though that made me go, "Oh my god!" Really, I felt that way about "Let Go of My Hand." I did. I'm saying they're not. There wasn't that many songs. But there was a song or two. Yeah, there was a few songs that I was like, 
Oh, that was. Oh, I yeah. thought you was like there wasn't any. I was like, oh. no, there was there. I'm saying there wasn't that many. I did like let go of my hand. I thought that one was really dope. All right, so um, 95 South, nothing crazy. No, uh, I thought that was a cool intro. Yeah, but it wasn't fucking fire. Amari. I grew that one grew on to me more after the video. Bro, oh really? I I just loved it in general. That was so I wouldn't care for it that much when I first heard it. Twenty One Savage. It's okay. I don't like it. I don't like Savage. You don't like I I didn't get his lyrics. I didn't like any of the features. No, <laughs> he should have done it on his own. He should have done it. like <laughs> yo, okay. I don't have a problem with having a feature or two, right? It's been fucking five albums. Maybe. I mean, he only he only had a feature or two. <sighs> But I didn't like these people. Yeah. <laughs> and Boss, I didn't even really hear him on any. He's of the songs. just saying. Yeah, no. He's just saying. Um, what are the next ones? Uh, my life, applying pressure. Oh my god, applying pressure was like my favorite song. That I one's it. pretty good. Applying pressure was fucking made. I just don't like his rant at the end. It takes really? too long. Oh, I don't know. His rant up. just takes too long. That's all. Hype me up. Uh, punching the clock. Punching the clock. That one's. I like that one. Uh, uh, some calamity. I'm uh, uh, the star of Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Is that that one's got that old school vibe. Is that Michael Jordan in the beginning? It's Dame. Dame Dollar? Yeah, it's uh, Dame. I, I knew it was a basketball player. I couldn't put my finger Yeah, it was Dame. Was. He tweeted out, Cole's a real one. And the album's fire. But yeah. And after that's 100 mil. 100 mil. Like I said, that was okay. I like 100 mil. It's grown, it's grown on to me a little bit more since I've listened to and it. But. Pride as the Devil was really good until Baby's on it. Like, no, I, love, I don't like, even like that. I don't like, I don't like the hook. I put you on everything. Like, I like that. I don't like the hook. Oh, man. I, I just hate Lil Baby on it. <laughs> Lil, Baby, Lil Baby makes the song really bad, but Cole makes it really good to me. Uh, Let Go of My Hand, my favorite song. Man. That is a fucking, yeah. That is a dope song. That was my favorite one off the, like, off the rip. Yeah. That was uh, I thought it, and I thought it was so cool that he had he talked about Diddy. Uh, that I, I remember reading about that story a long time ago that he fought with Diddy and that it was over Kendrick, him you know stepping to Kendrick. Um, but I just thought it was cool that he talks about that, and then he has Diddy come and do the outro. So I didn't I, I didn't even know that was Diddy on the outro until you said it. I, I act like I knew. <laughs> I knew I know you're like. He, I told you, you know that was Diddy on that track. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what Diddy sounds like right like now. You know, it's, like, whatever. it's just some fucking random dude, I guess. Uh, maybe it's just the, maybe it's the sample. I don't know. When I, when I heard it, I could, I was like, is that Diddy? I was like, because it sounded like him. But then I was like, if it's, if it is, that would be fucking badass. Are you sure it's Diddy though? Yeah, I looked it up. I looked it up. It's Diddy on the on the outro. Why doesn't he have him credited? He didn't rap. But he doesn't have uh, Killer Cam credited on the intro. And that's who Killer Cam is. Killer Cam's talking throughout yeah, the Yeah, yeah. I got to look into it myself then. So I'm looking at it now. It's Black and Boss. Yeah, who are credited. But go to Rap Genius and it will tell you who's talking at the end. And then say it's Diddy. All right. So after you let go of my hand, okay. it's uh, the interlude. That one's fun. That was one of the best songs, honestly. I love the interlude, but I, I don't think it was one of the best songs. I think that's like my second or third favorite. Probably like third or fourth for me, yeah. Second or third. Um, okay. What was that? That's the climb back. Climb, climb back. back was the hypest song still, like most hype on the fucking. Album. I like it. I just I've heard it already. Yeah, yeah. I, I skip it. Yeah, just because I've me heard too. it a million times. And that's that close. Close. I really like close. Close is fucking amazing. I really like close. I wish he had did. 
this is just me, the artist rapper, because I, I hear it and I'm like, Why critique he? J Cole. Right? I know, right? <laughs> like I can't. Oh, what you think he should have done? I hear it and I'm like, I just, I, I question, I, I think to myself, I go, how come he didn't do this with it, or how come he didn't do that? I mean, it's still a dope song. That's just the artist and me. That's how I listen to music now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bad. Um, and after that's hunger on hillside. That one. That's <sighs> okay. I think that one's my favorite. One of the best outros to an album ever. That's number one. And then it's Let Go of My Hand. And then it's Interlude for me. And then Close. That's how I rank them. The Damn, songs. yeah. No, we have a really different rank system. What did you put? So number one is Let Go of My Hand. And then after that, I got I to do 95 South. It's fucking amazing. And after that, oh no. Applying Precious number two. Oh, fuck. You see that? It gets harder. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, okay. I had, I had to put it in fucking writing. Let go of my hands, number one. Applying pressures, number two. Hunger on Hillsides, number three. Interludes, four. 95 South is five. That's all I got right now. Ooh, I forgot about. about Amari, too. Amari's really good. The album's fucking amazing. It is. Man. It is a really good album. That's why okay, I I'll bump it, it to an eight. I have it at nine. That's I'll put it at eight. I'm at a solid nine just because of the one song I didn't like. Yeah. We'll see. You know, I, you have to ask me again in a few months. I really have to. No, really. Like, that's no, no, how, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. I just had this argument with something on one of my Discord chats. I was talking to the guy and he was just like, I like it's like a rap album of the year. It has to be. He was like, We'll see in six months. I was like, no, you fucking <laughs> cuck. This is not how that was here. He's like, no, we'll see. I'm like, no, we won't fucking see. He started pissing me off. Oh my god. This this is this is so far right out of the year though. Um Yeah, I haven't heard a better one yet. Well, because the only thing that's supposed to come out is I don't trust K Dot. I don't fucking fuck him at this point. Drake. I don't think I don't think Drake will put a better I don't think Drake album. will put it out in time. Is the thing. It's already getting too late into the year. Where it won't even count. I think after like the seven month mark, it's like, all right, it doesn't count for rap album of the year. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. Because four months, you have four months to sit with the album that could be rap album of the year. Mm-hmm. It's like at least six months we got to do. Um, We're supposed to come out in January. Too. I don't so think, minus five I don't think Drake will put out a better album than J. Cole. I think he'll have some fire ass songs, but that's how he does it though. That's Drake. I think the last like really, really good, cohesive PC put out was I was gonna say nothing but the same, but the one that came after that was views. No, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. What time to be alive? No, I just said it. If you're reading this, it's too late. I know, but like, what, you, I just, I feel like you're forgetting about these other ones. Those are good. Those no. aren't, but those aren't like super. I don't go back to them. But like that's a classic. Man, what a time to be alive! Fucking changed my life. Oh my that, god. Was. Oh, or it was at the time. It was. I but I don't know how it ranks with his albums of all time. That one you really have to ask me in like a year. Once I sit with it for about a year. With J. Cole? Yeah. And then yeah. I can tell you where it ranks all time. For I don't know where it albums. ranks for me either. I have no clue. Yeah. I, I can't even say it's better I, or worse than something right now. I told y'all I, I rank my albums like that, like all time albums with the ones that I come back to. That one, I don't know if I'll come back to it or not. But yeah, I can't say it's better than For Your Eyes Only right now. <laughs> I can say that. I, I can uh, say it's better than For Your Eyes Only. You're also not a real J. Cole fan, so <laughs> I don't really know if we can trust your word on that. Oh, one. shit. All right. We got to start heading out. Fuck. Um, 
Did you have a last point you wanted to get off? Bro, fucking Lakers. Oh. We won last night against the Warriors. You got one minute. To, Go. To get, fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have two minutes. Give your <laughs> one minute rant. Uh, Lakers played the Warriors last night in a game that was fucking disgusting. The first half we shot like fucking two of 26 together. Their top three players. 80 LeBron, Dennis Schroeder. Played like bum cakes, man. We were so fucking bad. But with that being said, as bad as we played, we still kept it within 13 points going into the half. We went into the second half. And then the Lakers, like Jared Dudley and Morris said like our midtime speech. Gave us our fucking uh this is this is what we play for speech, you know? And we fucking played amazing in the second half, man. Our defense was on point. Alex Caruso, defensive player of the year for his performance last night on Curry. Stole the ball from him like twice. Was on him through all the screens, all the picks, everything. He was on his fucking ass, bro. Full homo. It was amazing. <laughs> bro, it was some of the best defense. I was ecstatic watching him play last night. He was also our top scorer in the half. He had like 12 points. No one else had anything. How much did Curry drop? 37? Uh, 37, yeah. <laughs> he dropped 37 and still lost. Yeah, Caruso's the Curry stopper. You know how many points Curry... <laughs> First of all, how many times did he shoot last night? Oh, okay. Okay, go on. Go on. Finish your rant. I got to look at that real quick. No, because you made a really good point right now, and I wanted to fucking decipher that point. So, oh. Curry shot last night 23 times. So, 12 to 23. He shot a little bit. That's over 50%. Yeah. yeah, it was. But Cruz also wasn't on him all night. <laughs> he wasn't. There was Caruso the third was quarter, the Dan stopper. Schroeder was guarding him, and even the announcers were like, you can't have Dennis on Curry. What are they thinking? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck are they thinking? Like, what are they doing? I don't know why they had him on him. He did the best. He did the worst when Caruso and Wesley Matthews were on him. Shout out to Wesley Matthews, man. He's going to be our fucking playoff monster. But anyways, LeBron hits one of the craziest shots of his career at the end. His fourth 30-foot three-point shot. Like, he was closer to the half court than he was to the three-point line. For the whole entire season, he only shot four of them. That was one of the four he made. Won the game by three points. Last play of the game, they were trying to give the ball to fucking Curry. They fucking hounded AD and Crucial hounded him. He lost the ball, went to the half, back to the half court mark. We won. He didn't even get a chance to shoot the ball. Our defense is number one in the NBA. <laughs> number fucking one. We're playing the Suns. First round. Prediction. Real quick. Uh, Lakers in six. I'll say Lakers in seven. Can't can, cannot count out Chris Paul. But Booker is, this is his first time in the playoffs. Booker has never played a playoff game his entire career. They're going to lose because they don't have experience. Yeah. There's only three players on the Suns who have ever played in the playoffs. The rest of the team's never seen the playoffs once in their entire career. And there's also fans in the, in the, in the stands now. Last night, there was a lot of fans watching. Drake. Drake and uh, Michael B. Jordan were there. <laughs> they were just fucking holding hands on the side. It was <laughs> uh, Bro, Drake looks so funny with that little, little heart in his head. It's funny. Uh, but yeah, Lakers are going to win six. Uh, then we're going to be playing. You see, that's when I think it's tough. The West mm. is so tough. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it again next um, week. I think you got to kick me out. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out everybody who uh, gave us a listen. You're amazing. This is Practical Thoughts. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, practical.thoughts. Make sure to follow me, j.r.g, four E's and a Y, J-R-G-Z. Z and then a Y. Yeah, you know what you've you've heard this before if you're listening to this episode. Uh, follow C Bass C capital C B A S S underscore two four. Y'all are amazing. Y'all are beautiful. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
Peace.